She just loved kind of playing with her crew while on tour. So we put her on the cover of Pickleball Magazine. And from there, Jimmy Kimmel had reached out. They saw that she was on the cover, that people don't understand the sport just yet. And right now the audience that's on LinkedIn are all these executives. They're working for top brands that are like waiting for the opportunity as to when they should jump into Pickleball. And yeah, the algorithm is so much different. I mean, there's so much more opportunity. She was one of them on the Colbert show when they did the pickled show and in December she announced that she was doing this Valentine's Day pickleball event and so I reached out to her team and said hey I would love to be a part of this I would love to help you I'd love to get you some sponsors um and so I helped bring them in some sponsors Franklin and OS First came in and then other many sponsors came into the event remember this guy I interviewed right well he and this guy you may have heard of him. He goes by the name of Julian Arnold. Together, they both founded Volaire. Long story short, we support each other, and therefore, out of that support, you get this discount code. For all the folks who have liked and subscribed to my videos, thank you. It means a lot to me. And to those who haven't, this is how you make them feel. All right, let's carry on with the show. Hey, what's going on, Laura? Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always great to chat pickleball. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and Vosper Gainer as well as Pickleball in the Sun? Yep. So Vosper Gainer is my marketing agency. So I launched it in 2019, a little over three years ago. Um, I've always had this marketing, sports marketing background, as well as worked with a lot of nonprofits. And well, when I launched my company, um, I got USA Pickleball as actually my first client. And since then, I've been diving completely into pickleball. I had no clue what it was when I got that <laughs> introduction. So, of course, I went out and learned how to play. And like everyone else, I mean, you learn so quickly, um, learned within 20 minutes. And again, with my background of event planning and sports marketing, I was like, oh, this is so fun. There's going to be a lot of opportunities in this sport. Uh, so of course, we'll talk about it kind of my past through the last three years, but overall Vosper Gainer is my sports marketing agency and now specifically focusing, focusing on pickleball as a niche. And then I'll talk about my passion project, Pickleball in the Sun, which was launched to create kind of a fun lifestyle leisure brand about the sport, as well as now featuring top pickleball destinations across the world. Sweet. You mentioned your first, I guess, like interaction customer was USA Pickleball. How did that happen? So my husband and also, we're just a big marketing family. <laughs> uh, he also works in, works in sports marketing. And so when I launched Phosphor Gainer, he introduced me to George, who was just brought on at USA Pickleball at the time to lead their marketing efforts. Um, so he was like, you know, my wife just launched her marketing firm. And so George and I connected, learned how to play, um, and then brought in a lot of my agency kind of contacts. Um, I actually brought in one of my agency partners from Milwaukee to help with the USA Pickleball rebrand when they went from USAPA to USA Pickleball. So George and I had worked directly with Belter Lincoln, the agency, and did all the necessary focus groups, research um, as far as from moving from USAPA to USA Pickleball and what people wanted. You know, what is Pickleball? What is the Pickleball persona? And of course, fast forward three years that has definitely completely transitioned with the growth of the sports um, and obviously the demographics getting younger as well. But um, so it's very fast <laughs> pace moving with the sport. And so, yeah, I was honored to bring on USA Pickleball as my first client and helped them lead their marketing efforts with George. Um, and then can touch on to kind of other projects I was able to work on with them in the midst of the pandemic and then moving into post pandemic. Yeah. 
what was that process like doing the rebrand for USA Pickleball? And they were your first client. So you didn't have like anyone to kind of build off of in the past. Yeah. So um, like I said, I mean, my background kind of with event marketing, sports marketing, when I saw the sport that it was fun, social, I actually jumped in myself right away and organized a Friday night social league. Um, so it's very important. I mean, what I love about my job and my career is I live it <laughs> as well. I love playing. And so I was playing every single Friday night. We gathered about 30 friends each Friday. And that was like our Friday night date night uh, with my husband and our friends to where we were playing at the local gym uh, and they served beer. So we just kind of really lived it. And then it kind of helped, of course, as a marketer to be able to speak about the sport, to understand the sport, understand why people love this game. Um, so when we were doing the rebrand, um, it just always, you can always tell too. Now, of course, it's a fortunate opportunity for me that I have this pickleball marketing niche where agencies now bring me in to help them consult them with their clients because their team members might not understand the sport just yet. Um, so having that knowledge. So that's huge as part of when we were going through that USA Pickleball rebrand, creating a new logo, new website that we were listening to the players, what they liked, listen to the sport um, to help them grow kind of with the game. USA Pickleball kind of has, as far as like an organization and association, and um, they're like synonymous with pickleball and tournaments and everything like that. What was it? What? It, how it's? How if it has changed at all? How has your approach changed? Given that like USA Pickleball is kind of more of like a legacy name, has that legacy brand, and there's all these new changes coming in. There's new like resources, investments. Uh, tournaments are changing rules are changing yes i'm actually um USA pickleball so i helped them with their marketing efforts from 2019 through the rebrands and then of course the pandemic kind of shut things down tournaments were kind of shut down around that march time frame and then from last december until the most recent june almost a year ago now um i was actually kind of their interim they were going through a transition period to bring in a new cmo when george left um, so then when Chuck, their new CMO came on, I was like, oh gosh, like I've launched this pickleball in the sun brand <laughs> that I've kind of ignored and I've really done what I've wanted to do. So I led their media relations efforts when I, when you saw pickleball on good morning America today show New York times, I had the fortunate opportunity to help bring the sport into the media. So I just built this credible name for myself. So I was very fortunate for kind of helping USA Pickleball as a national governing body. As you said, I mean, they create the rules. They're teaching people how to learn the sport. It was just very great to kind of see so many people being interested and wanting to learn how to play. But then at that moment, last June, I was like, hey, like I've, you know, kind of done what I've needed and it's time to kind of bring those tasks that I was doing for USA Pickleball in-house. Um, so I haven't worked directly with them um, kind of since June outside of it being a fan and kind of directing <laughs> things to them. When opportunities still came up, I would always still kind of pass along. Uh, opportunities to kind of feature what USA Pickleball was doing to help grow the sport. Um, but yeah, now fast forward, um, kind of, I actually started this pickleball marketing newsletter on LinkedIn because people had those questions constantly. Like, what is PPA? What is APP? What is Major League Pickleball? And when I launched this newsletter, it was in the midst of when, you know, LeBron James was coming in as a investor and then PPA launched Vibe. And Mark Cuban were coming in. People's heads were just turning. They're like, what is happening <laughs> in the sport? So people would be continuously reaching out to me, knowing that I've been in the game a little over three years. So I launched that newsletter really as an outlet to kind of help inform everybody, all these executives on LinkedIn, as far as what the sport is, how their brand could get involved. And people just kept listening and now reaching out to me, understanding that I can kind of help them jump in, consult 
um, their brand, their teammates, um, to whether they want to launch an event, whether launching a product. Um, so um, just kind of a step forward that pickleball marketing newsletter I've done on LinkedIn has just been incredibly valuable and just more of a passion of mine too. Like I love informing people. And then of course, for me, business-wise, it's brought in some incredible opportunities for just the beginning of 2023 already to come in on some exciting products that are in the works. Yeah, that's super exciting. That's awesome. Um, one thing that came to mind is like, how did you know that when you got your first client in pickleball, USA pickleball, that it wasn't just going to be like a one-off. Like I tell people all the time that pickleball is just super contagious. It's addicting. Um, There's so many instances of people who just like can't stay off the courts. Um, Yeah. yeah, How'd you know that? I really kind of, I kept saying to myself, I mean, there's lots of opportunities that I was given and I've never been focused on like, Hey, no, you need to pay me to do this. Like I knew when I saw that this sport that I was so passionate about it in the midst of that, we moved from Chicago to Florida and then even more. So I was <laughs> living even more playing every morning um, on the courts and then going home on my computer to help with marketing. And but I was never one of those where it's like, oh, no, you got to pay me for that or that time. I was just in it myself, so passionate about it. And so I knew opportunities would come. So with USA Pickleball being a governing body and having those great media opportunities, I just had a blast getting so many stories into the news, into these large national and international media outlets, getting people excited about the game. So really, I never really saw USA Pickleball as, a, I mean, obviously they were a client, but I never really saw them as, you know, like it was almost, I was part of the team and I looked at I me, mean, people I thought I was part of the team when we actually, they were a client. But I mean, again, I just knew that there was going to be so many opportunities that came from it. And when I look at my business, I always see those opportunities, like obviously, like, yeah, this needs to be worth my time to make the income that I need to for myself, my family, but also like what opportunities, what case studies are going to come from this that continually to help me grow, but at the same time, just help grow the sport. I mean, it's just, I love seeing so many people excited. It's funny how it transitioned when I first um, started working with USA Pickleball, sharing on social and I was playing pickleball, people were kind of laughing about it and like, oh, my grandpa plays or, you know, but, and now those people are like, oh my gosh, like, how should I get started? How can I play? I mean, it's completely transitioned in just a short time of three years where everyone's laughing and now everyone's playing. And I'm sure so many people are just probably annoyed <laughs> that, you know, it's just become my life and it's just work, work, play, everything. Um, but it's just incredible to be a part of it and very gracious for that first opportunity to start working with USA Pickleball. You mentioned another thing there that it's come up in my previous roles, like as a designer and just like whenever I was getting start, getting like my footing in a new industry, a new role. Yeah. Like for me, I was always like, just do it for free. Just take the opportunity and like the pay and all those other things, they'll come later. But everyone's always like, you know, get paid what you're worth. And like you just mentioned, you have a family, have a, had a, still have that family like during that time. How do you justify doing something for free while you've also, you know, like you've been in the marketing agency uh, industry for like 15 years? Um, yeah. How do you like what insights would you have for someone that might want to might be fearful of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not necessarily. I mean, I definitely wasn't doing it for free. <laughs> um, I mean, like there's other opportunities, like different projects where, yeah, so where it's like, oh, I know my worth, like I know I could charge this, but Right now, everyone in the pickleball sport, they're all interested. Like, how can we make money in this game? I mean, you've seen so many people eager. Everyone's kind of jumping in and like, are they doing it right? Are they taking their time? Are they focusing on the money first or the passion first? And for me, it's always the passion first. And then, like you said, yes, the money will come. And I've had amazing opportunities that we'll touch on as well as to what I've been able to get myself 
kind of involved in. And then from there, you know, having myself in that same room, it's just amazing. Um, that all kind of comes later. And in all of my careers, I've always had this uh, focus too, that I want to help kind of young professionals learn more. Cause I mean, I was fortunate early in my career to have some valuable internships working with people and you know, that I got the chance to just keep asking, Hey, I want to work on more projects. I want to work on more projects at a young age. And that just kind of helped me excel in my career and my skill sets that I've gained from it. But um, so I also have the same mentality where I want to bring in, I've had a lot of internship programs and all my careers on to make sure I give opportunities to younger people that are looking to kind of find their passion. And usually those are the most hardworking individuals as well. So I've always kind of had that same mentality that I want to be hardworking, get myself in that room and help out and just to continue to grow as a female entrepreneur in the sport as a, this is kind of a mostly male dominated area, but really it's my passion that kind of comes through and I become, I think a really authentic person in the game or people trust me. And as I talk to different brands, you know, it's just my focus, I feel like is kind of a, having the heart in the sport and the heart in the business as well. Yeah. Mentioned passion before money and yeah. things like that. Uh, passion before a lot of things, but yeah, uh, sure. it definitely comes. I mean, I've, yeah, I've been given a, a lot of opportunities. So I think it's, yeah, just make sure you're focusing on what you're doing, what you love and that you're being an honest person as well. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned female founder. I'll definitely get into that. But before that, you mentioned like LinkedIn. Like I've gotten on LinkedIn. It's yeah. funny because it's nothing like the rest of social media as far as pickleball goes. Um, and rightfully so. But even if you look up the hashtag, I think the last time I looked at it, there's like 210 posts around pickleball. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think there's uh, tons of opportunity that people are missing out on as far as helping cultivate the growth of the sport, things like that. Yeah. I mean, there's so much, uh, like you said, I mean, LinkedIn, there's a lot of times people are kind of like, Oh, why are you on LinkedIn or why should we on LinkedIn? But it's been incredibly valuable to me throughout the last three years. I mean, the girl, obviously the sport's been around since 1965, but the last three years it's been exponentially growing. And really it's at its infancy of growth where, like I said, people don't understand the sport just yet. And right now the audience that's on LinkedIn are all these executives. They're working for, top brands that are like waiting for the opportunity as to when they should jump into pickleball. And yeah, the algorithm is so much different. I mean, there's so much more opportunity as you've seen within LinkedIn. I mean, if I comment on a post, people see that I comment on it. And then over time, and people have seen me as a credible resource, like, oh, yeah, Laura's who you should talk to people that even had no clue were listening, <laughs> giving me so many calls and just connections. And I use it where if any reporter writes about the sport, or when I was doing all the media relations efforts. Every time I met somebody, I connected them with LinkedIn. I sent them a personal note and said, Hey, great story on the sport. I would love to connect with you. If you ever have any other stories you, you know, want to touch on pickleball, I'm happy to, you know, provide or make introductions. And really that's kind of how I've grown so much in the last three years is just been that people connector. I continuously introduce people to valuable, whether it's a pro player or helping out those pro players. Like I've loved to kind of give whenever media would reach out and want to write a story, I would connect them with pro players and say, Oh yeah, here, you know, here's a story for you. And a lot of times, you know, I, there's just, like I said, there's always had this heart in the game, just be a great person and know that um, there's some people that I recommended and I knew that have a passion for the sport and really would have the good intentions to help growing it, to make those introductions. But overall, yeah, that LinkedIn has been incredibly bad. I can't say enough. I always tell people to get on LinkedIn and marketing. We have very strong LinkedIn connections are, you know, valuable people that we've worked with along uh, our career. 
Um, but yeah, cannot say it enough. Definitely everyone should get on LinkedIn, especially pro players. Um, there's so many brands that are not in there and um, pro players are now just getting into understanding social media, wanting to make sure that they beef up their personal brand. What content should they be sharing? So everybody, <laughs> pro players, make sure you update your um, profile. Get on LinkedIn because a lot of times when I'm publishing that newsletter, you know, I tag people and whenever you're tagging people with LinkedIn, you see it more so compared to um, different from Instagram and LinkedIn, or excuse me, and different from Instagram and Facebook. But, um, but yeah, get your LinkedIn profile because I can tag those pro players and those stories. Um, like Olivia McMillan, she's one of them. She's a professional by day with her career. So she understands it. And then she's also obviously as a pro player on PPA tour and major league pickleball. Um, so a lot of times if I take her in her story, people kind of see, you know, not only is she a pro player, but she's an incredibly talented business person that um, will just help with the sport as well. But I could ramble on forever about LinkedIn. So everyone should get on it. <laughs> Yeah, Olivia, mad drops. Um, yeah, oh, she's such a great person. Yeah, so she's local here in Ponte Vedra. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so I live right in Ponte Vedra area. And so she teaches at the yards, um, at their pickleball courts. And yeah, she's just incredibly talented um, in all areas. So That's awesome. Didn't know that about her. Um, yes, LinkedIn. There's It's just funny. It's a, like a completely different audience compared to, I guess if you compare it to like uh, YouTube, uh, Instagram, it's definitely a different audience. And some would say that it's a more important audience to reach out to. Right? Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. Very valuable connections and just, yeah, I, yeah, I could go, there's a full list of just uh, opportunities that I've been given our people reaching out. So it's a completely different audience that isn't necessarily on Instagram all day. Cause it's just too time consuming sometimes to be looking at all the stories and content on Instagram. Whereas yeah, LinkedIn, there's just, um, yeah, just to kind of quickly go in there each morning, browse, comment, engage in content. And speaking of connections, Aubrey Steele, CEO and founder of Chevile is actually the one who uh, pointed me in your direction. So uh, yeah, shout out yeah. to Aubrey. Oh, Aubrey's yeah, incredibly talented. I love the work that Aubrey's been doing. I've been fortunate to kind of connect with her, whether it's at the national championships, um, at tournaments, but yeah. I love all the women entrepreneurs in, in the sport. I mean, we just keep bouncing back off and just giving each other opportunities whenever they come up, but there's just a lot of power in a lot of these women that are helping grow the sport. Yeah. Well, you're making this segue, segue. to the next, uh, yeah, <laughs> you're making it easy. Um, what has your experience been like as a female founder? You can touch on it prior to pickleball, but uh, also within pickleball as well. Yeah, I've just been very, I mean, I love, I'm very honored all the opportunities I've had throughout my career and why I named my agency Bosberg Gainers because I love my name. Bosberg is my maiden name. Um, I love my family and all the opportunities that they've kind of given me to kind of get to this point. Um, but so as a female entrepreneur in the sport and knowing there's so many, I mean, it's, I love again, like all you can tell the people that are in it for their heart, for passion, just being a nice person um, has kind of helped me again, just kind of become a credible source in the sport and there's definitely been opportunities where i was like um you know that wasn't a great opportunity or i don't want to be involved in that one for reasons of whichever but so i kind of love being just this honest person because again i just know that people will reach out and then i love being amongst all these other women that are helping grow the sport too because there's I mean, there's something about having women as the top executives as well because <laughs> you all I mean there's just a lot of like, like I said the money will come if you make these smart decisions to kind of 
put yourself into like, Hey, there's this opportunity to be at this event. Let's do it. Um, because I had the opportunity, June Diane Raphael, she announced that she she was one of them on the Colbert show when they did the pickled show. And in December, she announced that she was doing this Galentine's Day pickleball event. And so I reached out to her team and said, hey, I would love to be a part of this. I would love to help you. I'd love to get you some sponsors. Um, and so I did. I worked directly with June, her PR, her publicist um, team, and helped bring them in some sponsors Franklin and OS first came in and then other many sponsors came into the event. I flew out there for the event and that was one of those where I knew it was this huge opportunity. I want to be involved. June and all of our comedian friends, um, celebrities, they're doing such a great job to help grow the sport. Um, and she nailed it. That event was incredible. Uh, her first inaugural event and they'll be doing more, but, um, yeah. So shout out to all of the <laughs> women that are doing great things and helping the sport grow. Yeah, absolutely. What, advice would you have for someone who would who wants to start an event similar to that Valentine's Day event? I mean, that event, if you check out lower social media, it looks yeah. very professionally run. It's very like, just clean as far as the aesthetics. I saw the gear bags yeah. for someone that maybe like has never even heard of pickleball or is that's like their first event. I think that's a great way to try and get them into the sport or just introducing them into you know, something that's unfamiliar and unknown territory. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, that's why I've loved the sport is like pro part aside. I mean, the pro players, they make up just a tiny portion of the growth of the sport. I think the new numbers, you know, are nearly 9 million players from SFIA that are playing. And from that number, majority is the casual rec player. And like I said, June, they did an amazing job at that first event because they focused on fun comedy getting people together that most of them had never even heard of pickleball but they're just a huge followers of june's podcast deep dive and they wanted to be a part of it she sold out quickly um and then they went through with their promise where they entertained everybody they had a boozy brunch at the beginning where they got to mingle with june um casey and Jessica St. Clair and Danielle Schneider, the other hosts of the event where they got, and then Retta was there in attendance. Um, there's just so many celebrities that were there. And then the comic relief. So her husband, Paul Shear was on the mic and commentating with Blair Beacon, another comedian where they were just adding like a fun flair. And so it wasn't just watching pickleball. It was just this whole experience. And I always tell my clients like these brands, it's like, don't necessarily just focus on the pro tournaments and having a booth there like think about what can you create that's new what can you create in these events and be a part of this experiential events my background is experiential marketing um and so having where something different like let's think outside the box to think of those casual rec players because they're the ones that are getting the most excited um and yeah they did a great job they had as you just saw on social the brands they had the goodie bags for the players the players went home with so much incredible stuff and they all had great things to say and they all left extremely happy smiling like what the sport gives to us and now they're eager for more so they're doing more events and yeah there's just so many brands that are doing a great job creating similar events um some that i'm excited to be a part of here in the year to come and kind of help them what's entertainment what can you get them you don't need necessarily a pro player to do a clinic to teach your sport that's great and great for our pro side of the sport, but, um, yeah, just have entertainment, a brand ambassador that just shows everybody a great time, which we can segue into why pickleball in the sun is <laughs> great for that as well. Absolutely. Go right into it. I don't want to interrupt <laughs> your train of thought. <laughs> um, I work in marketing. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, that's why a lot of times why when I had the inspiration to create pickleball in the sun was us here at our courts in Nocatee, 
we were playing every morning. We were practicing for tournaments where we found ourselves like, oh gosh, let's plan a girls weekend. And it's really when I created the Pickleball in the Sun brand, it was not necessarily having a vision where, hey, I'm going to build this full out brand. It was just something fun. I created a logo. I had um, my friends create, uh, Anna Horse create a logo, the branding identity for Pickleball in the Sun. And this was a little over a year ago. And since then, now we're featuring Pickleball destinations. It's really about an experience. We'll be helping to plan uh, share people where they should be traveling. I'm actually partnering with the Pickle Play app. Um, another female entrepreneur in the sport, Blank Bernard. She's the founder of Pickle Play, which you already interviewed her. Um, and so she's incredibly talented. She's really dedicated her time and her talents um, and got a lot of funders kind of behind her to build this app. So it makes it easy for us to use the app, open it if we're traveling to San Diego or if we're up in Washington. Um, where can we play Pickleball? Um, so she has the app where you can find courts. So we're partnering together. It just really makes sense. I'm featuring top pickleball destinations. She's already built this platform, this app to where now we come together featuring premier pickleball in the sun destinations powered by pickle play to where resorts, hotels, um, there's so many, they're adding courts that they can partner with us to where we can feature them and not only highlight them within the app, but also tell people on our social channels and email, um, write a full feature on their resorts and tell people why they should choose that because people are searching constantly. Where should I travel? Where should I go play pickleball? Um, so I'm really excited for how this brand, Pickleball in the Sun, is going to continue to evolve and grow and give people, uh, kind of help them find where should they go play with their friends, their family. Um, and yeah, there's so much that Blake and I are excited to do together and bring other resorts, hotels, travel influencers, um, and brands into it as well. That's that's awesome. Very exciting. Uh, those pickleball camps, destinations. I mean, people love it. Um, yep. That's a great thing about the sports. You can play in a lot of places. I mean, if you consider the tennis courts, which are already lined out, then that's why I feel like pickleball has um, just like a very easy runway to like successes because it can kind of already recycle and reuse some of the courts that tennis courts have already used. But you know, we've talked a lot about female founders and is there a resource that if there's a female listening to this uh, podcast and this episode, mm-hmm. where do you think they could go as a resource to get an opportunity in the industry aside from, you know, starting up their own business? Not that there's anything wrong with that, but maybe outside of just be, be, uh, starting their own business, but maybe teaming up with someone else. Yeah, I think, I mean, again, just looking at, um, again, LinkedIn, feel free to subscribe to my Pickleball marketing newsletter. And I'm always happy to make introductions. People reach out. I've had so many um, like paddle companies that reach out. Jennifer, who created single double Pickleball paddle. She's another one that's kind of coming in. And it's just, she's done a really good job in the branding. Because really right now, with, especially with paddle companies, I mean, there's so many out there. So really, how are you differentiating yourself? amongst others, what are you doing kind of for the game and really focusing on those. Cause I mean, paddles like hers are focusing on the casual rec player. They're not focusing on the player that's going to go try and compete in a tournament per se, but it's just a fun paddle. People get excited with the branding um, similar to Nettie um, with Catherine Baxter. I mean, she's created her Nettie brand, but now she's also moving into focusing on them growing with her paddle. She has the casual rec players, a nice box, you know, comes in with the full paddle set. And now she's focusing on her pro series paddles as well. But so overall, I mean, kind of look at like, how can you help if whether obviously you're getting into pickleball, how can you help the sport as to what or hasn't already been done? How can you help 
build community in your local area? How can you help grow the sport? I mean, people are continuously getting excited to, um, you know, focus social events, corporate events, get your company into pickleball because really it's a great networking tool. I We moved to Florida, as I mentioned, a little over two years ago, and pickleball just helped us build our community. And when we would go play pickleball, like, you know, it's just amazing how many people I've met just because of the sport of pickleball and people get excited if you just mention that word, <laughs> um, whether it's in a meeting or so I always just kind of spark conversations about it. And then obviously quickly it kind of turns into like, oh yeah, my company, you just never know when those opportunities are going to come if you utilize pickleball as a networking tool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely like associated with lots of enthusiasm and curiosity. Oh, yeah. So it's definitely like ripe for uh, a lot of growth. I've seen, we keep going back to this, but LinkedIn, I've, I get a lot of updates like on your business. I get a I lot of updates. Right in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they already are for free. So see, it will come. Yeah. We'll get LinkedIn as our official sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Give you some royalties. Um, I get a lot of updates on your business and when things are, how things are going, obviously uh, employees, team, um, cultivating, a strong culture around a mission statement, a brand, like how, and I've seen, I think in the past like week or two weeks, I've seen like two updates with two people that you've hired. How do you select your team and employees and what expectations do you have as far as like how you want to bring them into your brand and like your mission? Yeah, those have kind of first started as relationships. Like, yeah, so Nick is now kind of part of my team as far as helping with PR. I mean, we have a bunch of projects coming in. So, of course, I want to make sure that I'm set up to be able to help those clients and bringing in talented people that I trust. Um, so Nick is one of those. And like I said, with um, other brands coming in, like Nick has an experience with Pickleball and then he also has his other projects. So just building up this opportunity for it to grow and to hopefully more opportunities for Nick to help on other future projects. So building that base now um having these consultants with me knowing that as i scale and get larger we have the team set up to where i'm not just driving myself crazy <laughs> doing all the work by having a team of support and i've been very fortunate to kind of build those relationships first and um emma she's also just a talented writer she's been doing a lot of work for me in the pickleball in the sun she can whip out an article like no other um so as we bring in these different destination partners she's going to be on that to help write these destination features, create content that let us showcase how beautiful and amazing these resorts amenities are aside from their pickleball courts. Um, and then, like I said, the internship program, that's huge to me because I love giving back and I love helping these up and coming because um, that's just been the most valuable experience I have. And my previous interns and my other career, it's great to see them now leading professionals in the industry, in the marketing advertising industry as well. Um, so I just love to have different opportunities. So I would just suggest too, if anyone is looking to kind of while they're in school, if they're passionate about pickleball, I was just playing in a pickleball tournament this past weekend and two guys were there filming and interviewing and creating a documentary as their thesis. And so obviously I kind of interview, interviewed with them, but projects like that and just seeing that they're so passionate, they love pickleball themselves. And now they're finding a way to obviously bring it into their schoolwork and then That'll just help them build their um, kind of their case studies and their portfolios as they kind of finish out school and look to get their full time job. And again, I can't say it enough that pickleball is just a great connector in those interviews. Mention it when you're <laughs> interviewing uh, for a job. Ask them because it's always great to be personable and find out their interests. So ask them in an interview, like, do you play pickleball? I'd love to play pickleball. Let's go play sometime, and uh, hopefully it'll kind of help you. Obviously, just build that relationship and become a trustful 
trusting person. Um, and then into that corporate world. Yeah. So many companies, my friend up in Chicago with Gatorade, they had a full Gatorade team. That was their outing on a Friday where they went and played pickleball together. And it's just so much you can do from a team to, it's a sport that everybody can play. So I'm sure some people that, you know, might not be on the company softball team or whatnot. It's a sport that everybody can do. So it's just a great way for team building. Yeah. That would be awesome. If then like, I don't know how many years, 10 years from now, like instead of business meetings where you're like client meetings where you're going out to like dinner and drinks, the mm-hmm. norm is just like pickleball. Oh, it's healthy and social. That's why yeah. gosh, in Chicago when we played every Friday night, because there wasn't much to do in Chicago <laughs> outside as far as like usually your date nights consisted of going out to eat and drinking, but we loved every single Friday night. We got exercise. It was Brian and I, we got a babysitter every Friday and we went and played pickleball. And once that shut down, when the pandemic started, like it was you know, just awful. We were <laughs> depressed. We missed going out to play pickleball. And that's when the sport continued to really boom as well, because people were putting portable pickleball nets in their driveway and bringing it back. And just, that's what sport people were taking up as to why the sport kind of grew so fast, but yeah, it's fun, social. And it's just, you get exercise. Like I love starting every single day to go play pickleball with my friends just played this morning and plan to play tomorrow as long as the weather's good so um it's just a great way to kind of mentally clear your head network get healthy exercise and um doesn't hurt i love that i get to work and play and pickleball every day (laughs) sounds like the dream Um, Uh, yeah yeah i feel very lucky yeah what are some of the most like unique pickleball events or stories that you've been involved with Oh, June was definitely a top. Um, yeah. I, and then we have, while I was out in LA, we can't share it yet, but by the time this podcast come out, it'll be out too. Why another reason why um, I was out in LA, we got to do a shoot for pickleball magazine, which will be the March cover. Um, so I'm excited for everyone to see that as well. Um, but yeah, so the June event, um, I got the chance to interview so many incredible people. It's actually on my wall. Marin Morris, um, she had tweeted back this past summer that she was playing pickleball while on tour. And so I just took a shot. I emailed her team on her website and was like, hey, I would love to hear more about you playing pickleball. I would love to feature you within Pickleball Magazine. So we got her on the cover. I got to interview her, talk with her about playing literally at every stop. And she just got so excited talking about it that it was kind of her not thinking about work. I mean, to me, she's a huge celebrity. I'm like, how can you think about being a musician and on tour as work? <laughs> uh, but, you know, but it's just like an outlet. Everyone's busy. She's busy with all that. And she just loved kind of playing with her crew while on tour. So we put her on the cover of Pickleball Magazine. And from there, Jimmy Kimmel had reached out. They saw that she was on the cover. And so when she was on his show, they asked us to courier over um, an issue over to the studio. So they that's what the picture is of um is jimmy kimmel showing the pickleball magazine and um maren morris just being honored and excited <laughs> um and almost giving me a shout out because she knew that i was freaking out since it was just her and i on the phone uh when i did the initial interview but she's like oh they're gonna be freaking out but this is on jimmy kimmel right now and she was right <laughs> um but so yeah, i just feel very fortunate and then i got to interview scott foster who's an NBA referee. Um, we put him on the cover when the, all the referees are playing. He was leading the charge in the NBA bubble <laughs> um, when they were all playing. And again, these destinations, I'm just excited to be able to feature, be a part of them. I've visited so many incredible resorts, hotels right here near us is the Omni Amelia Island. It's gorgeous. They have seven brand new pickleball courts right on the beach. Uh, but yeah, so I'm excited for 
what's to come as well, just being able to travel the world and seeing how this sport is just insane, like how it's, I mean, it's literally just a game, but, <laughs> but it's just connecting everybody, everyone just wanting more courts. Um, but yeah, so much to, fun to be had and people, places to see. Yeah, more courts is definitely a big thing. I had George or Jorge Barajan. Uh, he is out in Utah and he started the Pickler and he was talking about like yeah. in the next like three years, having like 120 facilities. And then when I talk, spoke to Steve Kuhn, this past week, he mentioned the biggest thing holding pickleball back right now is not enough courts. Oh, for sure. Yes, I'm actually. Um, so when I, my one year anniversary of Bosper Gainer, I transitioned my agency to be specific niche for pickleball marketing, which obviously it is now. And Todd Reed of Real Deal Pickleball Clubs at that time had Google pickleball marketing. <laughs> um, it came up, Bosper Gainer. And so I've been working with them for over two years now to um, help them announce their social clubs. I mean, that's just going to be huge in this coming year is all these social clubs like Real Deal, like Pickler, Rally in Charlotte. You know, there's just so many that are opening. And so I'm honored I've been helping Real Deal Pickleball Club, kind of an advisor for them to help them bring courts. They're opening up in Columbus and St. Louis to start this summer and then they have the same goals. I mean, there's room for all of them. There's so that this huge need for pickleball courts to be able to, especially indoor in the Midwest so that we can, you can play year round. You can get together with your family. You can book a court and then get dinner and drinks. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see the growth of all of these social clubs that are opening up all around the U S over the past. It's only been 37 minutes, but over the past, like 37 minutes, you've mentioned a lot of like opportunities, a lot of like, a lot of opportunities that have come through networking and sometimes that's all it takes is just like picking up the phone, right? That's like one of the things Steve Jobs quotes. What would you, what advice would you have for founders as far as building network and yeah, just building network? Yeah, I think um, like really focus on like, what is your passion? Who do you um, want to connect with locally? Meet as many people as possible. Like I can't, stress it enough where like, don't limit yourself, go to networking events. I've recently, you know, I've been working kind of on a national scale the last three years, but this year I've made it a goal of mine. Like oh, I want to connect locally in the Jacksonville area. Like I've lived here for a little over two years, but I haven't, you know, really connected um, from a local level. And so I uh, had the opportunity, there was a, a nonprofit that was hosting a pickleball tournament at the yards here in Ponte Vedra that I mentioned. And so I invited the, Two meteorologists from Action News Jacks, Mike Burrish and Maritza Ross, who's a traffic anchor. They, I was like, oh, you guys should play in this tournament. And they did an amazing job. Like, they were so generous to give exposure to this nonprofit, Villages of Hope, that was hosting this tournament. It was an amazing weekend. They played, had a blast. And now they're both moving forward and passionate about um, the sports. So, really, just find people, ways to get people excited. And again, all those opportunities will just continue to come. So, I'm excited. I just saw Mike last night at an event and you just get excited talking about <laughs> pickleball and then opportunities, you know, he just wants to continue to play and they've just been so generous to kind of give exposure to other nonprofits and events. Um, but yeah, just continually find those unique opportunities. That's, I mean, it's kind of my forte is find those opportunities and I work in media, media relations. So it's always like, what's that unique story? What can we share? How can we be uniquely um, kind of get it out to the world? So when um, Good Morning America had reached out, you know, I gathered a bunch of our kids at our local pickleball courts. Good Morning America actually came here to film it. And then the next day, NBC Nightly News reached out. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, are you like, I thought like someone heard that Good Morning America was just here. Um, so I rallied everybody to get together again. I was like, all right, everybody, NBC Nightly News is now coming to our courts. 
let's come out there and play. So yeah, just finding fun, unique opportunities as to how to share a story, how to build your network. Um, yeah, there's just so much that uh, you can do with the sport and it's for every, all ages, all people. So uh, that's really has helped as to why all these opportunities have come along. When you mentioned the Good Morning America mm-hmm. and we've seen that you've been on like CNBC and you've or had like opportunities with them as well. Why is the media so eager on the pickleball content? Yeah, I mean, as you've seen over the last when people, they tell me all the time, like, oh, I hadn't heard about it. And now all I hear about <laughs> is pickleball. Um, but yeah, so they want, and then like everyone else, I mean, you've seen now even in TV shows, I was talking to Blair Beacon yesterday, who I met at June's event, and she's a writer and everybody is working into their scripts. So she's in this great opportunity where they're asking her to write these stories because she understands the sport. She knows that she plays it herself. Um, everybody wants that keyword on their website, on their new show, because it gets people sharing it. Um, the show's shrinking. Um, Harrison Ford, he was quoted in that show. Someone was asking him, like, oh, what's pickleball anyway? And he's like, oh, it's, it's only the America's fastest growing sport. That's all. And, you know, people then they they know that people are going to be screenshotting it, sharing social posts like, hey, you got to watch drinking. They talk about pickleball. So everybody wants that on their website, on their news broadcast. So my job when they're reaching out for media, then it's finding how can I get a unique story to each of these media outlets? So we're not sharing the same story. I mean, that, that got kind of old after a little while as far as, hey, it's a passive spring sport. So now people are transitioning to here's all these large name investors that are coming into the game. This year, it'll be all the social clubs, the rec players, the celebrities that are getting into the sport. So the story is continuously there because it's a top search search keyword. And now with Pickleball in the Sun, travel and trips, that's a top keyword, what people are searching for, wanting to be involved in the sport from a travel perspective. They just showed on Good Morning America this morning that passports are completely backed up and you have to wait so long to get in because people are getting back into traveling and Hopefully all those people with their passports are heading out to these resorts that <laughs> have pickleball courts. Yeah, definitely. Um, with a lot of this growth, a lot of opportunities that you have, ha- that you've had, what challenges have you faced so far? Gosh, I think keeping up with all of it. Um, <laughs> like I've, I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm like just trying to like do so many things. And some days, you know, I'm driving myself crazy where it's just like, what am I doing? Um, but really, I mean, there's just so many opportunities that I try and balance it all. Obviously I have my two little kids, my husband and family, where I want to make sure that I, we live in a beautiful place. So some days I'm like, oh gosh, like I gotta, you know, try and not do it all and just really become more focused, which we're getting there. Um, I've been had an opportunity to kind of grow and take on a lot of projects here over the last three years, but I'm excited to be focused on my agency, Vosford Gainer, helping clients. I have other agencies that are bringing me in to help consult them. I love doing that work. And then my passion project, Pickleball in the Sun, to be focused on sharing these top pickleball destinations, helping brands, my partners, um, almost as an influencer, where now they're having me almost sponsoring myself, my companies, Pickleball in the Sun, to showcase their products in an authentic way. So I'm excited to the future is kind of what it grows. So that way I am have worked really hard these last few years to kind of build up my brands and then to make sure that I'm building it up to be sustainable, that I can then make sure I can one, of course, play pickleball (laughs) in the morning, hit the computer for a few hours and then be there for my kids when they get off of school at three o'clock, go do fun things, go for a walk, take them to the park, just kind of slow down a little bit and not feeling like I need to work all the time. Are you a competitive player? Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, Who wants to come down to Florida and uh, challenge you? What's your rating? 
Oh gosh. See, I would say I can play a solid three, five. I actually were playing in some competitive games to where right now my partner and I were undefeated. Um, so I think in the next week we'll find out if we win the championship or going against the other undefeated <laughs> team, but oh, we get so competitive. And then Mia, my pickleball partner, she'll laugh because she's the most competitive. She has three boys. Um, and so we, she's the one that we play in tournaments a lot. And, uh, we just did our first four Oh, tournament this past week we did not win um but we definitely played really hard we were really i mean just as we've been practicing together the last two years it's fun to see because when i moved out from chicago i thought i was good i thought i was okay but oh my gosh florida is a whole different game like you think you're rated a 4-0 up and up you know up in chicago or whatnot and you come down here and you're like a 3-0 um so it's just so much more competitive because we all play every day we all practice every day so it gets to be so much fun but then i want to make sure that i get back to the roots of when I first started playing the game where it's really just a fun social. You don't have to worry about winning, get your friends together on a Friday night to play, get the kids out there um, to play. But yes, I'm very competitive. And then Mia helps that. And sometimes we, I'm like the nice one of the, she's like, stop being so nice. <laughs> uh, but we have a lot of fun and definitely competitive. Yeah. Where's the spot to play at down there? What's like the go-to spot? Uh, well, of course the premier pickleball in the sun destination, Omni Amelia Island. <laughs> Uh, definitely go up there and play. They have the Cliff Drysdale Tennis Center that they have pickleball courts. Um, but we're fortunate. So, yeah, when my sister got a job in Nocatee or in Florida, in Ponte Vedra, she moved to this community called Nocatee. And um, so it's a little over two years ago. We moved from Chicago. We came here purely just to visit. And when we got here and then this master plan community in Nocatee, we saw the water parks with 12 pickleball courts in between the water parks. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is... <laughs> Incredible. So we live at like a resort. We have a golf cart that we can golf cart to the water parks, to the pickleball courts. And so, yeah, it's just amazing. So obviously we get to, we're fortunate that we get to play at our local courts and then the yards. I love going to play to the yards. We're actually on the cover of our 3281 Living magazine um, here from Ponte Vedra. We took our photos. Uh, my pickleball partner, Mia, had nominated us to be on this magazine and we went to the yards. They have beautiful courts, Maria who is the pro there, she chose the colors and there's just beautiful green, purple, teal pickleball course overlooking the championship course, golf course, which this coming week, um, the players championship is hosted there. So there's going to be um, a lot of people excited to come to Ponte Vedra and hopefully they check out the pickleball courts while they're here and show the golfers they can't risk getting injured right in the middle of <laughs> the players championship. But I heard that their wives are going to hit the courts and play some pickleball. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay. Uh, coming back after that tangent that I put us on, um, you spoke oh, about no. the challenges. Um, where do you want Vosper Gainer and Pickleball, Pickleball in the Sun to be in the next three years? Yeah, I think, I mean, they've evolved so fast. So I've been evolving kind of with the sport. Um, so really I think the chance to be able to define it and let people know like Vosper Gainer is my agency. I'm here to kind of help with consulting, help people understand the sport and have a lot of fun with it. And then of course, hopefully um, Pickleball in the Sun kind of guides me to my retirement to <laughs> get uh, my husband, you know, my husband even on board to maybe I'll have him working for me to be a part of the brands and to really showcase why we love the sport. It's just going to continue to grow from here. So I'm excited to determine what that is and evolve with it. So I'm excited to kind of have my companies are neutral, you know, I'm not aligned with one pro area or whatnot. I'm more so recreational, but at the same time, guiding people, how they can dive into the professional world, how they can get on TV broadcasts, where best they should sponsor 
Um, but yeah, really that focus of the Pickleball in the Sun brand and featuring destinations, resorts, show that this is a lifestyle. Um, I love living this lifestyle every day. And then of course, making sure again, that my priority is always with the family and then I'm not kind of working too much, but um, just kind of building it up where I want to and then having it as a base. So then if I do want to, you know, continue to grow it as the kids get a little older, um, wherever it may be, but hopefully I'm living at a beach house with a private pickleball court. <laughs> Uh, living some pickleball in the sun in five years, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully the kids are running the business and you know, just hands off. <laughs> exactly. I'm very curious when I think of people from cities like Chicago, New York, uh, you could probably toss in LA in there too. And then even just speaking with you, very like on point, very, you seem like a go-getter and you've created uh, a lot of opportunities for yourself. Where does that come from? Oh gosh, how have I been a go-getter? Uh, well, I think just, yeah, just always when my sister will left my younger sister, um, I would always kind of speak for her when she was little and people would ask her <laughs> a question. So I think it's just always been my personality. I've just always been trying to, like when I graduated college from UW-Milwaukee, I just on a whim and so shocked that my parents let me do it. But thank you to them that I on a whim moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, didn't have a job. And I've just always been like, had this mentality, even through college, when I had these internships, and even went back to high school, like I had asked my art teacher in high school, like, hey, I want to learn how to do photography. So she created me my own little personal darkroom, um, back pre digital, of course, <laughs> um, developing my own film, like in the closet of our high school art room. And so I've just always kind of like found my way to making opportunities for myself, like, hey, I want to do that. I want to make it happen. Um, so even since high school, I've just always kind of had that and all my careers, um, back when first social media first came out, I had done this campaign to get hired when Brian and I moved from Chicago back up to Milwaukee and it was called Comet Branding at the time. And I, had, I think, you know, I remember that social platform Foursquare, uh, but I had done this whole like picture tagging thing to get myself. And then I was featured in the news for getting a job in social media and it was a dedicated social media agency, which is funny now. Um, but yeah, so I've just always kind of, I've been fortunate that my art background, my art degree helped me in all my career paths to kind of teach my own way. Um, and then learning from so many others, um, during that path as well. That's awesome. How do you personally want to be remembered? Oh goodness. I think just fun social. Um, yeah, just being a people person, um, really the relationships, the friends I just always tell. Cause when I first moved to Charlotte on the whim, like it was the loneliest I'd ever felt. I just remember I always go back to that day when I moved to Charlotte, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't have any friends. But then I made that happen. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go get it. So I got a job at, um, you know, a restaurant bar and worked nights amongst my advertising job during the day. It's just always been very important to me. And that's what I always tell my kids as well. Like I've never, I mean, they, I'm fortunate they're really good at their academics <laughs> in school as well. But to me, like that doesn't matter. Like when we did the whole move from Chicago to Florida, all I worried about was their social you know, being in their mental health. And I just always made sure I started a Girl Scout troop for my daughter because, you know, it hurt me when I saw her sad or, you know, like wanting to missing her friends in Chicago. So I made sure I created opportunities to her for her to help guide. And then same with my son. It's like, and you're just it's the worst pain when you see your kids sad. Um, so I've made sure that I've always kind of made opportunities for them, been involved in school as much as I can to make sure that I'm help guide them and build those relationships. Cause I think, yeah, it's a social, the friends relationship that you're remembered. It's not how well you did in school. I mean, that helps because hopefully my kids get into a good college on a pickleball scholarship or something. <laughs> um, but it's important, but yeah, just social and just being a good friend. Hopefully it's kind of how I want to be remembered. And then of course I'm the pickleball girl 
Um, <laughs> everyone knows me and they always reach out whenever they hear pickleball that, um, so luckily people kind of know that to reach out to me if they either want to play or to help brands in the sport as well. So not your competitive side. No, 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 that's not. <laughs> been, I'm sure that I've probably made a few enemies in some sense where I had a bad day. I had to apologize on someone on the course because I got crabby one day and then saw him a few days later. I was like, I'm so sorry. I was really crabby that day. It's not me. Don't remember me that way. <laughs> um, yeah. but definitely have some crabby days, but hopefully more of the happy days. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of Girl Scouts, I, I believe like right now is Girl Scout season. Uh, the Good. lemonades, by the way, are great. Oh, the lemon ups? Yeah, yeah, those are amazing. We just wrapped up our uh, cookie season, but if you want to go to troop52017.com, you can still order cookies for direct ship and support our troop. Our girls are actually, like I said, when I want to inspire others. I'm working with our Girl Scout troop to help teach them how to create their own business. Um, so they're excited. First, they're working on budgeting this month, how to create a budget. They're little cute little fifth graders. Um, they're going to be female entrepreneurs. Um, so right now I'm really excited to kind of help them. They're working on creating what do they want to create their business in. Um, my daughter, of course, is working on her. So hopefully in May, they're actually pitching what their businesses are and helping other women get into business and teach them how to be, you know, really good speakers and um, kind of growing within their professional world, whatever side they want to go on. But overall, yes, true52017.com. And you can support these little young entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah. I wish we didn't have only six minutes left, but maybe you can make <laughs> this one quick. Uh, you mentioned like when you're talking about uh, the encouragement and helping the growth of uh young girls become successful female entrepreneurs. You mentioned uh, like, I think communication. What yeah. else do you think even not so much as a young adult, but even just a, like an adult now, if they wanted to get into this space, like what advice would you have for them? And especially what do you think maybe is something that would, it's like a skill that females could maybe use more strongly to their advantage to break into some of these, like, uh, I guess like organizations or pieces of society where it's male dominant. Yeah, really networking. So I always tell my kids, like, look to what are the jobs that are going to get you the best skill? Like if you're just sitting in a gym at a desk, not communicating with anybody at all, that's not going to help you in your career. So I got a waitressing job in high school um, that really teaches you those people skills, your presentation skills, your public speaking, because um, you're communicating with people all day, you're networking. So really that networking aspect is just, I think, why I always am passionate about meeting as many people as possible and putting yourself into an opportunity where those skills will come. So get a waitressing job, get a job where you're continuously talking to people, you're problem solving. People got so angry if their food wasn't, <laughs> you know, on time, but instead of getting upset at them, like you learn these skills to be able to say, Oh, I'm sorry, or kind of just solving the problem, but always having like a happy face, you know, because <laughs> I think in media relations, I had people that were trying to, you know, steer the story in a negative way about the sport, but then you try and try and steer them around and really focus on the positive and, you know, be careful as to what you say, because you'll get quoted for, you know, some random quote that you're going to say. So really those people skills, communication, find opportunities to, again, volunteer, go to events. Um, I'm honored to be an ambassador for the J fund um, here in um, Nocatee here in Jacksonville. That's where the event was last night. Um, it helps kids, our families that are tackling childhood cancer, which is close to our hearts because our, 
uh, friend and next door neighbor, uh, Finney has um, brain cancer at just five years old. So finding opportunities to help the community and help others that you love as well. That's great. Um, are you are you a reader? Uh, gosh, if I had time, I would love them. five years when I am retired uh, with pickleball in the sun, <laughs> living at a beach resort with my kids waiting. <laughs> Just kidding. I would love to read, but um, I do like reading. But usually I try and do a mix of cause I, there's nothing I love having the actual book. So I like to tie in when I can have the time on vacation to get the audio book so I can listen on the go and doing other things as well as read when I'm able. Awesome. <laughs> uh, any recommendations? Oh, and actually, I wish I had, um, I have actually this, uh, gosh, what's the name of the book, but, um, it's more of like a journal as to how to help the, like Girl Scout troop with their business. But, um, otherwise audio books, I think Verity was like the last full book that I read, um, which was a good one, but, um, but yeah, I, geez, I love going to the library with my kids. Like I love checking out books and having the ambition to want to play a read, but, <laughs> um, we're big library fans around here, but. Usually I can't find the time to read. <laughs> gotcha. Um, how can those interested follow you, find out more about you, uh, take these last few minutes to plug away? Yeah, well, of course, LinkedIn. We would love to have you be a sponsor of this podcast. So <laughs> uh, connect with me on LinkedIn for sure and subscribe to my Pickleball Marketing newsletter. You can find it right in the link of my uh, LinkedIn profile there. But um, And then Bosper Gainer. Dot com, my pickleball marketing agency, and then of course pickleball in the sun.com. It'll continually be updated. We'll be adding more to the website as we work on this partnership with the Pickle Play app. And then of course on our social media channels, mine at Laura Gaynor, um, and then Bosper Gaynor and Pickleball in the Sun. Be sure to follow us and reach out. I mean, just message me, email me. Um, you can find it on the website, of course. And then whenever you're visiting your favorite pickleball destinations, make sure to let me know where those are and um, we would love to share your content and have you be a part of because everyone's helping grow the sport it's not just one person or any of our individual companies it's everybody all working together just such as yourself to make this podcast i admire the name building pickleball's genius um because that's what we're all doing is helping grow the sport yeah absolutely well thank you again for your time and thank you for sharing your insights uh being very transparent and calling out the things that are passionate to you, especially like female entrepreneurship. And I hope that this episode is watched by someone who is inspired by you and what you've said and has decided to start a business. And hopefully it also reaches out to you and partners up with you too. Yeah, I would love it. Yeah, I love seeing all these women do successful. So thanks for having me on. And uh, if you ever want to play pickleball, let me know. I won't be too competitive. We can. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you again, Laura. Thanks, Brian. Bye.